Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you for joining us today for another installment of the 10 for 10 series. And we have got a topic we have tackled here on the program many times over the years. And we're going to do just kind of a super condensed um, presentation of Acts chapter 10 and some of the events um, that happened with with this man Cornelius and, of course, Peter. And real quick backstory in case you don't know, these two individuals are, are in different places. They are seeking Yahweh in their own individual way. One has a vision. The other one hears this message, and all these different things transpire where these individuals have what I call an intersection moment. Um, and, and we will focus on a little bit of the text um, towards what Peter experienced himself as we read right here in Acts chapter 10. A voice came to Peter, get up, kill, and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. Now again, we have to hit the pause. This is, of course, after Yeshua had came and, and died and resurrected and ascended to his high priestly position. And so this is no, you know, this is this is on the other side of Messiah coming. We do know that. And Peter apparently has still not eaten unclean animals. There has been no seeming shift towards that. Um, let's continue. Again, a voice came to him a second time. What Elohim has made clean, do not call common. And, and we're paraphrasing. Peter goes on. He's very perplexed. He's like, what in the world? I don't understand. And what's he perplexed about? As, as towards what the vision which he had seen might mean. And Peter said to Cornelius's men, his servants that had gone to look for Peter and to bring him back to Cornelius's house, that had come to see him, he says this, You yourselves know that it is forbidden for a Jewish man to associate with or even visit a foreigner, and yet Elohim has shown me, okay, a conclusion, vision, confusion, and being perplexed, and then a revelation, because he's thinking this over, he's trying to understand what in the world this means, because he knows it cannot mean kill and eat these animals that were never meant for food. This is not, of course, a moment of rewriting Leviticus. That would be foolishness for Father to make it happen in such a way. And so Elohim has shown me that I am not to call any person, any man, common or unclean. And so let's just talk about this for a few minutes. Um, a few weeks ago now, um, my family had attended a, a birthday party that had included several friends, and these are some people that we we don't see a lot, but we know somewhat. We're involved with some Bible studies and stuff with them and, and have known them for years, except for a few people um, that we talked to that we did not know well. Um, as I changed tables after the meal, I was just kind of mulling around trying to talk to different individuals and... Um, eat. <laughs> My wife was engaged in a conversation um, with, with a, an acquaintance, really, that we don't really know her yet, um, and things were turning very interesting. She, she, this lady, said the following, okay, I know that this may be an odd question, and I hate to ask it. She was somewhat hesitant, but, but thankfully just had the confidence to be comfortable to ask, why do you guys not eat pork? I know it's for religious reasons, but could you explain to me why I could have jumped up on the table and then jumped down and ran around the room? Someone who is willing to ask an awkward question. Someone who's just basically willing to just say, you know what, I'm just wondering why you don't eat that. Could you tell me? 
What a simple thing that we could all learn from. <laughs> the willingness to just ask a question. And so over the next several moments, I did my best to explain several elementary principles. Like there's no unclean foods. There are unclean animals that were never intended to be food. And there are animals that are clean that are food. There's not unclean food. That's a redundant thing to say. They cannot be together. Okay? And so one text that I shared was, of course, this one in Peter, with Peter's vision in Acts chapter 10. And after a very simple explanation of the text, um, which we have elaborated on here before, and we'll link to that, of course, um, it only took 15 minutes or so. And she said just simply, well, well, that makes sense. It does say clearly, any person, any man, don't call any man common or unclean. It's not really that complicated is what she was going on to say. And I was so encouraged, and she was encouraged because we're just talking about the Word, not our own opinions, not, not Baptist doctrines, not inherited belief systems. We are only talking about let's read what the Word says and not filter it through what we think it has to say. And it stands alone by itself, very capable to explain to us and to endorse a biblical pattern that goes from the Old Testament to the New. It's a beautiful covenantal book, friends, and we need to know what it says in its entirety towards these matters. The entire account of Peter and what he was troubled with and was completely, it, this was all worked out um, and explained clearly for anyone who would just allow the text alone to explain the reason and the heart of the matter. Um, this vision had nothing to do at all with God changing what animals are food now. <laughs> Leviticus is very clear. It is a list, friend. There are some questions that we can derive out of it if we really scrutinize and pick and, and pick things apart, of course. But like there are many black and whites listed to clean and unclean things. Um, the separation, the distinction. This this text here is in no way it cannot ever be rightfully used to say that all of a sudden the doctrine of clean and unclean animals was being undone by this text here. That would be so vague to establish a doctrine upon, yet I know many people do, and I believed it myself until I just sat down and read the text and said, wait a minute, the, the perplexity within what Peter was told was worked out in the end. He met the individuals, he sat down with them, he learned about them, he shared, he shared the full gospel with them, and he understood this revelation, oh... This is to say that I should not call any man common or unclean. This isn't about animals at all. <laughs> it's very simple if we read the text. That's why he was troubled. He knew this, these things didn't add up. He knew the Torah and the prophets. He knew clean and unclean animals that, that were back at creation, friend. I mean, look at the account of Noah and the flood. He took extra clean animals on the ark, friend. Why? How did okay, greater question. We talk about this a lot, but if you're new to the program, how did Noah know what clean and unclean animals were? This is no Levitical priesthood, um, temple system, sacrificial system thing for the Jews. This was Noah coming off of the or going onto the ark and then coming off of the ark with the extra clean animals all these different things. And he builds an altar, and what's he do? He does a burnt offering. He does sacrifices. 
How did he know that? This is all pre-Mount Sinai. Well, these are things we have to understand about the perpetuity of covenant and all these patterns we see that are creation-based, friend. Creation-based, not some law for the Jews. <laughs> well, I'm not Jewish, so there we move on. Give me a plate of bacon. That does not excuse this type of behavior. We need to learn what the Word says. Verse 19 of Acts chapter 10 tells us that Peter kept reflecting on the vision when he's perplexed. He didn't run out and buy a barbecue sandwich because he knew he was free in Jesus now. He sat and he walked and he wondered, what does this mean? Because I know it cannot be telling me to transgress the commands of Yahweh the Father. Because Yeshua didn't disagree with his father, or else he would have had his own idea and instituted his own way and usurped the authority of his father by exalting his own new way above his father's Torah law. Uh, he peered further into the matter, Peter did, and he used his ongoing circumstances around him with, the, with Cornelius' men to what? Properly interpret the vision over the course of traveling to Cornelius' house. Peter waited. He met Cornelius' men. He allowed things to progress so that he could rightly understand what he had seen. Okay? This entire event is a divinely inspired one from beginning to end, from he and Cornelius and why he was sent and what the images meant with the animals on the sheet, all this connection of common and clean and unclean and uncommon. As the text reveals, friend, this was about men. <laughs> so, Find comfort in that, friend. There are things that are food, animals that are food, and there are animals that are not ever intended to be food. Whether we like that or not, or whether that just really butts up against our Christian doctrine, it really does, just doesn't matter. We need to search the word of Elohim and find out what is true. So, we ask this question, animals or people? Peter's vision. Well, friend, it was all about people. You've been watching the Path to Zion podcast. We're rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you for watching today. Subscribe. Join into the conversation if you'd like. Amen.